0: hi everybody welcome back to another episode of ayana audible today i'm back with another dope creative he is a cinematographer a videographer photographer he do it behind the scenes he do it all brandon from Bear vision productions
1: thank you so hi, much brandon it's good to be here it's good to be in your energy Thank you it.
0: for being here. Absolutely. I appreciate your presence.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: how you doing?
1: I'm blessed. God keep giving it to me first and foremost so i All I right. really am happy to be here. I'm happy to be in your space. This is and I just told you before like this is awesome like Thank you. you're doing what makes you happy, and that's that's a good energy.
0: I really am, and I see that you're doing what makes you happy, which Damn. makes me happy because you always talk about how happy it makes you, and and you're very vocal about that.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, we we only have a minute on this world, right? So we have to do what makes us happy. Yeah. We can't worry about what's gonna happen tomorrow. We can't worry about what happened yesterday. We can only focus on the now, and it, it's awesome to be able to be in the now with people that are also wanting to be in there now and getting mm-hmm. towards that future. So, you know, this is this is perfect. This Thank is you. absolutely perfect.
0: Yep. So my first question is, obviously, what made you want to get into the filming era? Mm. The filming business, I mean.
1: Um, What made me really interested in doing this was, you know, interestingly enough, my favorite movie is Lord of the Rings. Lord Mm -hmm. of the Rings is my favorite movie. And Mm -hmm. it's just, it always amazed me how they made it feel like you was there. Mm-hmm. and I don't know when y'all dream like, I dream and I see like I see the dream right mm-hmm. so like I'll see stuff and it always looks like like movies in my mm-hmm. mind so like, I was when I, the first time I picked up a film camera and it was a it was a Blackmagic 6K that's like I still got that camera it's an amazing camera and I, I, I looked through it and I got a glimpse of what I believed I saw in my mind mm-hmm. and that's what hooked me it was seeing it for the first time in physical form it, it, the stuff that I see in my head, and I was hooked.
0: And what was it really? Was it like um just a different type of world, or did you see yourself as a photographer, or what was it? What was the vision you had? Like, I
1: didn't have a I didn't have a view of what I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. I think that that's that's shorting me in a way by like having a view of like this is what I am, or this is what I'm going to be. Like I don't want to I don't want to be anything in five years. I don't want to be anything in 15 years. Like I want to continue changing what I see myself being.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And when I started with the camera, I just thought that I could go the distance with a photo camera. And then I picked up a video camera. And I remember it was like it was something small. It was like a shoe. Like, it was like one of those things. Like I just pointed the camera at it and got it in focus and my jaw dropped. Mm-hmm. I was amazed. Like I, de- I never thought it was possible to see it in that way and be able to control what that thing is doing. And it's storytelling. It, it's it's being able to turn what my mind sees at night and being able to put it into a physical something and be able to create something from it. Like that is, that is priceless energy. Mm-hmm. That is unused, untapped hype for me. And I think about it all the time. And that's why I was just, I know that bare vision can't fail because this is everything that God's been giving me.
0: Mm -hmm. It just can't. Natural.
1: Natural. It doesn't even feel like work.
0: So you never went to school for no. Wow.
1: (laughs) And I wouldn't recommend it. And it's not to say like film school is bad, but Mm -hmm. it is to say that it does not take the place of technical skill, Mm -hmm. like learning it on set, getting yelled at, Mm -hmm. like getting somebody telling you, you are doing this wrong. This is how you fix it. And it's invaluable to have people that support you in that Mm -hmm. because you can come somewhere and be hungry and don't nobody want to give you anything. Nobody wants to give you anything in order to get to your success. And you know what? It's fine because sometimes you have to take, but then there are people that give Mm -hmm. and those people change your life. And that's really what keeps me grounded in this thing because being a part of teams and like having opportunities, having people believe in you, Mm-hmm. like just to be able to be in your energy just to say like yeah I feel like you're gonna go somewhere because I feel like you on the same wavelengths that I am
2: yeah and
1: people help you along your way and it's this is amazing and I, don't, I can't keep saying I can't say that enough like this is just so amazing I never would think that any of this stuff would happen to me but
0: so what what message do you want to convey when you do present your work like what what message is it that you want to shine the most when you want somebody to see what you've put together
1: I want them to see the world the way I see it
0: mm-hmm.
1: and a lot of this stuff is is really beautiful and I think that we take the smallest things for granted like seeing a family walk across the street mm-hmm. right we might think that that's a regular everyday occurrence but actually there's a beautiful interaction in that and being able to see that as something that's beyond a normal interaction is something that I'm taking a personal responsibility for. Mm-hmm. So, through my artistic outlet, I feel like I'm able to convey the specialness of the mundane. It's it's something magnificent about being there, being in the present, being tapped into it. Like there's something precious about that, mm-hmm. and my art. Is a reflection of that.
0: Have you seen that movie Soul, the the, mm-hmm. the cartoon? And remember mm-hmm. the part where he was like playing the piano, and he went into like a whole other like just his mind just went in another place because he was like tapped into his art. Like, is that mm-hmm. how you feel? Like, yeah,
1: it's it's the it's the fifth element. Yeah, like it's the it's the space that you step into when you're doing your passion, mm-hmm. and it doesn't feel like anything but. And I don't think that that makes sense to anybody that does not feel that. Yeah. But when you step into your your zone, like this is who you are. Like when I'm stepping behind the camera, I'm not Brandon Palmore anymore. I'm like, my directorial name is BP Edwards. Mm-hmm. And I'm proud of that. And that has a brand standard. And that now has a piece of me that's a part of that system. So I now feel personally obligated to fulfill that void. Because I feel like that void exists because I'm not able to do my job. hmm so, we, we all have a, a place in this world. And I think that when you find that place, stepping into that zone doesn't even feel like anything anymore. It's yeah, just, it's like
0: it's, second nature.
1: Right. That's mm-hmm. being tapped in, being emotionally tapped in. Because when you're don't, when you not doing what you're supposed to be doing, that's just emotional damage. Yeah.
0: That hurts. It's like, like you low-key resenting whatever you're doing. It's, it's draining the energy behind it.
1: For sure. And the harder we fight against our destiny the harder it is to stay afloat. Like yeah. we we talk about mental health so mm-hmm. so freely. And I, I think that now, you know, the black stigma with mental health, like black men don't get mental health. Men, black men don't seek therapy. Um, it's like court ordered, et cetera, et cetera. But I think that the narrative is changing for mm-hmm. us. And it's exciting to be on a part of this page of history that I care about mental health and living in my energy and accepting you know, I am a director of photography. I am a cinematographer. Mm-hmm. I am a director. I am a writer. I am a producer. I am a owner of a company. You feel me?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, I am successful. You know, being able to speak those affirmations puts you in that place of positive energy. And when you're not in that place for yourself, of course that's anguish. Yeah. That's mentally draining. So, like, I, I think that the hardest thing for anybody to really do is take the first step. To... The first step is always the hardest one. It can I is. do? Can I do what I want to do if I don't have a nine to five job? Can mm-hmm. I pursue this passion area? Will I fail if I? I but I need. To, I need this job because if I don't have this job, I can't afford rent. I can't mm-hmm. afford my car note. I can't afford. I can't afford. Your lifestyle is based on the fact that you can have that job and you still have the opportunity to pursue those things. You know, in your five oh one to eight fifty nine a.m. You know, so. I think that we, again, take it for granted that we are completely p- capable of doing what our passion is one hundred percent of the time. I lost my job in COVID.
0: Mm.
1: I lost my job. You in weren't COVID filming,
0: yet. or oh yeah, you weren't doing any type of like film work or nothing like that.
1: No, nah. mm-hmm. and like when I was when I got back to California, I was working at Cal Poly, and I was doing student conduct. I was keeping. You know, students at Cal Poly in school. Mm -hmm. I got my master's degree in that. So when I lost that, I pretty much had to figure it out. What Mm -hmm. was I good at? Picked up a camera, started it full time, worked for a company called Shoot, got some good ends off of it, made some investment with those ends, put it into Bear Vision, and I just picked it up and started running with it. Cause at that point, I was so deep into the game, I was never gonna work for anybody ever again. Like, I was never gonna be a part of that system that I needed, I was dependent on a job. Ever again.
0: What do you, where you think you would be at if you didn't, if uh, photography or videography wasn't something you would be pursuing? Like, what do you think you, what is something else you find interest in? Nothing. <laughs> Straight up. Nothing.
1: Yeah, nothing else interests me. It's everything else is skill set I'm capable of doing, mm-hmm. but my interest is bringing what's in my mind onto a screen. That is my only interest.
0: Respectfully.
1: Disrespectfully.
0: (laughs) I ain't mad at it. So how long have you, like, since when did you say? Did you start?
1: 2015, December of 2015, Mm -hmm. in Commerce, Texas.
0: And where were you doing out there?
1: I was in grad school. That was my first semester of grad school. And I love telling this story, and he going to hear this, and, y'all, you just open the can. (laughs) Uh, But my mentor, my brother, his name is uh, Kaish Wilson. He actually owns a studio like this in Pasadena. Mm. Um and I he was the first person that I ever really noticed with a camera like he used to have a, a Canon T3i or a Canon like an older like Rebel Series camera and he used to take pictures of all types of stuff at the school because he used to work at the school he was a teacher at, our, at my high school so I've known him since I was like a teenager mm-hmm. and he always used to, like, show his pictures, and we used to take pictures of us. Like, I remember, like, when we were kids, we had this picture that we took at the beach, and it was, like, all of me and all the Sigma Beta homies, which is like, a youth auxiliary fraternity I was a part of. Mm-hmm. All the homies were standing up on the rocks at the beach. Everybody was crossed arms, smiling, whatever, and he took that picture. And that was, like, one of my favorite pictures. Mm-hmm. So uh, when I had, when I graduated from Langston University, shout out Langston, um, I went to Texas A&M Commerce, and I was looking for something to do because I didn't know too many people that was down there. So I was just like, you know, this could be interesting. Get a camera. So I ended up finding a Canon T3R, which was the same camera that my Dirt, Dirt, my LB dirt, mm-hmm. uh he had in college. We used to take pictures with that because we needed flyers for all of our fraternity events. Mm-hmm. So um, like me, Wendell, Dirt, well, the whole chapter we used to just take pictures of stuff and we used to use those pictures for our flyers and And then uh, I think at some point, Dirt put the camera down, so I didn't have access to it, so it just kind of went dormant. But whenever I had the opportunity to use the camera, I would just kind of click around with it. It was always fun. Mm -hmm. So in 2015, now fast forward to December, um, I went on like Craigslist and I was looking at cameras, like just to see if there was any in the area. And there was a there was a dude who had a Canon T three I with a 50 millimeter lens and a kit lens, which is like an 1855, one of them like the ones that come with the box. And he said he he had it for 300. And I was like, 300? That's not bad. So I called Kay. I'm like, yo, K, I I got this camera on here, bro, for 300. Do you think this is a good deal? He said, send me a picture of the thing. So I sent him a picture. He was like, oh, Kay, come with it Come with two lenses. It comes with this. It comes with batteries. It comes with chargers. That, you can get that, bro. That's a pretty good deal. Mm-hmm. And I was like, bet. <laughs> so I went and I met with, it was an older white man. I, don't, I do not remember his name. It was an older white man. It was in a Home Depot parking lot. In Greenville, Texas, and I bought my first cam. I bought my first camera, mm-hmm. and, and that- from there it was and up. From there it was up. Okay. I was, I was, I was Bear Vision that same day. I was, like, I'm the, I was in the car. I'm rolling. I'm like, yo, this is it. This happened. I'm in.
0: That's dope.
1: So, so um, I start. I took my first gig. I think literally like in that same like month, like mm-hmm. in the next like two weeks. It was a sorority like formal dinner like they had a formal dinner and Mm -hmm. i was was on campus i took pictures of their event all types of people and they loved it and that's how i knew like i made my money back that same month off 300 Mm -hmm. easy oh i could do this i could run it up i'm about to run it up and it's just been running up ever since i moved over three states and i've rebuilt it in three states and I came home and I did it back home. And this is the place that if you can make it here, you can make it pretty much anywhere.
0: Yeah, everybody know L.A. is the struggle.
1: Yep, L.A. is the true struggle. It's hard.
0: We out here thriving, though. That's the thing. we mm-hmm. still making it happen. Every Shit. day.
1: And it comes from having, like, steady support. Support yeah. systems are so important. And we as a black community don't get good support systems all the time. Like my parents, my mama and my daddy.
0: They wasn't fucking with this.
1: Oh, they're amazing. What? Oh, I was oh to say. they are amazing. They supported me one hundred percent.
0: Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh my god. My was really. You got. You got the Cosby family. I'm telling you, your and family I'm, is like.
1: I will never. Like ever. Black family, will, like
0: so beautiful. I swear. Oh yeah. Oh I, yeah. I love it. I, I will your never. Your brother. All y'all. Like y'all. Just so. I love it. Oh my god. Yeah. They're. They're. They're great
1: humans. Yeah, you know, and it's just like you know everybody has you know their own share of like up and down, right? Of but course, like all families do. But the one thing that I will say about my family is that my family will answer the call mm-hmm. if the call really needs goes out and like, hey, we need. It's gonna happen. Like I and I don't and I don't take that for granted. Yeah, like that's a very powerful thing for me to have. Like my aunties, my aunt Ditra. Um, my, my little cousin, Lauren, who's about to go off to college. Like she's about to go up north for college. Like we about to send her off like next week. Mm -hmm. Uh, My cousin, Simone, who's got two beautiful boys who got two beautiful boys. We just went to his first football game. You know, Mm -hmm. like that type of like that level of, of community is so important because we as people don't get that. Like my, my dad is the most amazing person with financial anything but he's an amazing person also mm-hmm. you know and it's just like I watch the man work and that makes me want to work harder mm-hmm. I watch my mom support my dad that makes me want to support mm-hmm. harder like that I watch my mom do what she has to do to to keep things in order yeah. I watch and it is not easy yeah being a family is not easy mm-hmm. supporting one another is not easy it's so easy to be selfish
2: mm-hmm.
1: it's so easy to like to get something off of a you know some young woman and you know, and then the next thing you know, she a single mom, she having to deal with that, and he mm-hmm. don't want to deal with a child, bro. Like
0: that's, that's easy. going,
1: that's easy. Mm-hmm. That's so easy. It takes real guts to forsake all the things that you want in your own life for somebody else to see their own successes, and you gonna change mm-hmm. when you with somebody, you gonna change. Like when you don't have to make one hundred percent of the decisions just for the benefit of you, you gonna change. You going not have to. People that don't change, they take the easy way out. Yeah,
0: most definitely. And we see a lot of that nowadays. And that's why I get so excited when I see people like y'all. Y'all, you know what I'm saying? Your family is just beautiful. Everybody's successful. You Mm. know what I'm saying? Yep. But um, so I just want to know, like, what is something that you wish you would have known if you, like when you let's say when you first started the, the challenges you had when you first became a photographer videographer like what is something you wish you would have known before you started
1: what i wish i would have known before i started i would have wish i would have known i could start sooner
0: like you, i wish mm-hmm.
1: i if i wish i would have known that i could have started sooner like All of the the hiccups of business are just business hiccups. Like it is what it is. You are going to fail. Like it's Mm -hmm. it's not, you know, rocket science. It's it's bound to happen. But the best part about business is you can recover your losses, get back up and keep going. Mm -hmm. So if I would have understood that in 2015, would I have gone to grad school? (laughs) Like would I would I have done my undergraduate the way that I did? Like Mm -hmm. would I have picked a different major, you know, like if I would have known like this was even a possibility for me. Like, would it have been a different story? But I can't worry about that because in 2019, when I was able to do it and do it full time, I got successful. So mm-hmm. I don't know if 2015 would have made me not successful, you know? So I think that it's it's kind of an interesting way to think about it. But I really don't know what I would have told myself at the beginning besides you can start whenever you want.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, that's a good one.
1: I I know I, I, that's I know that's tough, but it's that's just like tough,
0: like yeah. But maybe you know timing is everything. You know what I'm saying, and maybe right. you just had to go through going there and running into the guy that got the camera. And then that's where it started off, you know?
1: Yeah. And, I mean, my college experience was amazing. Like, yeah. I have some of the, like, What the did great... you go to school for? I went to school for computer science. Okay. Like, I was I was taking a part in building computer towers in IT. Like, that was what I did.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I had the best friends. Like, like Brittany is my dog for life. Kendall's my dog for life. Jayla, my dog for life. Rashid, my dog for life, my fraternity brothers, my dogs for life, Beta Epsilon chapter five, Beta Sigma. Like it's, I've got so many people that have that have like poured into me just based off of my journey. Mm -hmm. You know, like my my cable toes. That's just like I'm a I'm a mason also. So like my boy Zach, Josh, Damo, B. Turner, Mm -hmm. Caleb, Vincent, my my dogs. Like these are my people. Like people that I literally would not be a part of if i didn't have that experience. Yeah. So it's it's never a regret. It's always a what if. And i think that the what if is just what makes it fun. Like it's just what if i went to started in 15? Mm-hmm. What if i would have started in 11? What if i would have just started in production in 2011 straight out of high school?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Who knows? Who cares? <laughs> I'm never going to get that. So yeah. i just like the fact that i'm able to do this now.
0: Where did you get the name Bear Vision?
1: So, what does it mean to you? Bear vision comes from. Well, he actually started in eighth grade. Um, I had a teacher, a math teacher named Isaac Bass, Mr. Bass, and he used to call me a bear because I used to sleep in the back of his class. Like, he's, he's like he's always hibernating. He's always higher. He used to call me Eeyore and Bear, and just Bear was the one that stuck for me after high school. So, like I was called Eeyore like for like years, like, all the way up until like tenth grade. So it was just, like.
2: Oh my God! (laughs) Yeah, so Bear
1: was just me. It was just who I was. It was a nickname people called me it, and it was just it started off as in it started off as Brand Bear, and that was just like for the homies, like my homie Byron, Ronnie, Mm
2: -hmm. my
1: older brother Bruce. Like those were the people that just called me Brand Bear. All the homies, Richard, my boy. He and Richard works with me now. He's my lighting guy. He's that's my dog. I, I I I've got all the same homies. That's dope. And as I'm saying this, like I'm just realizing I have all the same homies. Mm-hmm. Like all my pe- all my people's from college are still my same peoples. My people's from high school, Denzel. Like I filmed my I filmed one of my closest friends' wedding.
0: I seen that and it was so beautiful. Yo, like it was so beautiful. Yo.
1: I got to film one of my closest friends' wedding. Like I get to be a part of his daughter's life.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I get to be a part of his wife's life. Like th- yeah. that's family now. Yeah. And man. I love that it's expanding. Yeah. That blew my mind. You know, it's crazy. Even my childhood friends Mm -hmm. are like still my friends. Jason, Justin, Danny, Matt, like we all grew up in the same little like block, like literally across the street from one another. And 20 some years later, we still talk. Mm
0: -hmm. I got Mm -hmm. all the same
1: homies. This is crazy. That's That's God. That's a rare thing. That's God. Yeah. That's God. That's like the
0: soulmate connections that you have, you know? For sure. For sure. What? because I've seen you work with a, a few big people i work with some work with some good people what was the best big project you've done and with who
1: the best big project um honestly the one working with lettucy was really dope okay like I think that that was really the one that changed my life and like I've worked with some pretty good people like I've worked with I worked with blast
2: mm-hmm. I've
1: worked with well, honestly, Devin is the reason why I worked with Blast. So I'm not even gonna cap. Like that is my boy. Dev is really a strong person in my life when it comes to this stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I've gotten so much opportunity off Dev, and he don't even know. Like he gonna be blessed in his life. I promise you. I'm I'm gonna send him a check in the mail. If you watching this, <laughs> Devin? I'm sending you a check in the
0: mail. That's real homie shit. Yeah, bro. He he
1: definitely pushed me. He pushed me to a point that that really did change me mm-hmm. same thing with um i I work with this guy named Nico and he put me on with this guy named Chaz, and I met this mm-hmm. girl named may through them and and like that group of people have put me on to so many different types of game mm-hmm. and again, like it's gonna be the same homies, yeah, it's yeah i and I mean, I might be at this point going on complete tangents with this, but this space is just so interesting. <laughs> like it just it makes me feel like this is a place that I can do that. Yeah. And 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 shout out to you. That's this Thank is you. this is really nice. I really like this.
0: I feel like that's why I created the space is because I I have a lot of talented people that I know personally, and I want to talk to y'all. You know, like on some professional shit, but also like share it for the world. Like right. shit, like. We be talking deep. You know how we be. Right. So it's like, why not, you know, spill it out? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Let other people see the other side of you besides the... Yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. And I think that a big part of what you just said that really just like blew my mind right now was... That when i was working in higher education we used to tell people to be their authentic self mm-hmm. and then we go into workplaces and spaces like that and then we have to not be our authentic self yeah and and it's like if if i come too authentic you're now i'm too black right or if i come too reserved oh i'm not black enough right or so, I,
0: I got an attitude or whatever
1: right just because i don't want to talk today yeah, yeah. means that i i'm not a good team player mm-hmm. you know but it's just like being being un being unrealistic about your professional experience yeah, and, and how that impacts your life, right? Because you go home and you're just like, oh, I got to go back and do that again mm-hmm. for another eight hours tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And then I have two days to myself and then I got to go back and do it for another five days. And we do it because we get a big check at the end of the month. Like that is a tough system yeah. to beat. You can't beat that.
0: You can't. It's you can't hard. Do that. That's and hard. It, and it's one in a million. You know, it's a lot of people out here that's quitting, especially in this generation. A lot of people are against the nine to five now, mm-hmm. and I mm-hmm. respect it. You know, it's for the people that can do it, and people that can't, shit. Everybody's life is different. you yeah. know. Some people using the nine to five to fund their dreams. You know. Facts. Facts. You're I, truly.
1: I was. One I of those don't people. plan
0: on. You know, I might not be a, a, a super big boss, but at the end of the day, I want to be financially abundant to right. where I don't have to work a nine to five. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Everybody isn't an entrepreneur, you know, right? No. but at the same time, you can still find something that is your purpose, passion, and you can make money from it. Right. And that's what I really adore about you, because like you said, you all you do is just what you love doing.
1: Right. And, and it didn't start that way of mm-hmm. course it didn't like there was a point in time where i was using the nine to five coins to yeah fund the bear vision dream and it wasn't until i was forced out of that like i would have I been doing it to this day mm-hmm. like i would have continued making that bag and still you know and now i'm able to jump back into bags when i please like mm-hmm. i get opportunities like hey we're like do you want to come and work for us for a couple of months sure well i'll come in slide do my work and collect like collect and you know, that's it's all like they understand, like I have a skill set and I have to do it on a certain time frame now because of bare vision and I'm cool with that. Mm-hmm. Like I love that. That and became
0: I, something that was you worked hard to keep, but then now it's paying like for you to like it's funding everything. Like sure. it became something that you don't need to have to get other support to pay. Like if right. you get what I'm saying, like, right. I like that.
1: And, it's and I know. Hard.
0: Yeah, it's hard it is hard. And I don't I don't I don't condemn people that quit their jobs and just start working, but I feel like you should build yourself up because that's that's misleading to be like, "Oh, just stop working, stop fuck job and then just find your dream, but you're not even comfortable in the entrepreneur mindset of all of the fails and all the shit that you got to go through that you you know what I'm saying? So you know, I
1: I want to I want to disagree okay. because I think that People that are truly built for entrepreneurship will jump off the boat and swim. Mm -hmm. And I think that people that are unsure about entrepreneurship will jump off the boat and drown. And -hmm. it just, it is it has nothing to do with a plan or how it's going to be executed, Mm -hmm. when there is no perfect date for your thing to be released. There is no perfect opportunity. There is no perfect amount of money. It Mm -hmm. literally is... Am I finna get? Am I finna win or not? Am I finna win or not? Mm-hmm. It ultimately comes down to: Am I going to win if I jump or not? And if you have any shred of doubt that it's going to be no, you've already lost. Mm-hmm. Like I've watched my brother, my older brother Bruce.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I watch him and how he's growing in business and where he started. He used to ride one of those little hoverboards, the little.
2: <laughs> <and> little joints.
1: <laughs> he used to ride that around old, around like Pasadena City College, and hand out flyers for his business. He learned how to take apart iPhones.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: He learned like, it, and and that's why I feel like success is not for everybody. Yeah. Because there are people that will figure it out, and then there's people that will watch people figure it mm-hmm. out. I don't want to watch you figure it out. I'm gonna figure it out myself.
0: Mm-hmm. Ooh, I felt that. So it's I like I, I
1: watched him, and it's just like, dang, he out here doing it. He's out here doing what he has to do to make this work. Why can't I? Yeah. And it's like iron sharpens iron. And the same thing we talked about in the car. Show me your friends. I'll show you your future. Like yeah. there's only so many people you can associate with in a day.
2: Mm-hmm. So it's like if you show
1: me all the people you associated with, five people you associate with, you're the sixth associate. Like mm-hmm. you're the person that's just like them. So if you hang around five broke people, you're going to be the sixth broke.
0: If, That's registering to me more as I get older. Oh yeah. It used to go over my head like late high school, middle school. I used to hear that all the time, but it didn't make sense until I got older, you know what I'm saying? Start going through these situations with people. And it's just mm-hmm. like people you hang around will hold you back, you know?
1: Yeah. And what sucks about it is that sometimes they're your close ones. Yeah. Like sometimes they're the real like, dang, that was my day one homie. You now I gotta mm-hmm. I gotta off you because you 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 decided that what you had going on was more important than our relationship. Mm-hmm. And all relationships, like my oldest brother said this, like relationships are a ship of relations.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's where's the ship going? Mm-hmm. How are we going to get there? Are we getting there together? Am I carrying you? And you have to be able to differentiate between the two. Are some relationships different than others? Are all friendships the same? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that there are some friends that, are gonna appeal to different parts of your character. And then there's some friends that are gonna appeal to different parts of your logic.
2: Mm-hmm. And there's
1: just certain situations that some people are better for. Yeah, And we don't get the luxury of picking and choosing who those people are.
0: I mean, we do, but it comes with consequences. Sure. A lot of consequences because sure. you are so used to this vibe that you get when you hang out with a person they used to you. And you guys have different journeys. And if you're aware of this, you know, that person might not be aware of this, but it'll be a thing where you might outgrow them. You Mm. know what I'm saying? How do you deal with that type of shit? Like, I know you've since you've become like more successful in your career, you've there are some people that you had to let go of. Like, sure. You know, how was that? Like, how did you have to mentally process that?
1: It took me a while to find contentness.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And my mama says that, you know, a grateful heart finds content. So when I started becoming grateful for the way that people started revealing themselves, then it became a completely different way of, of perceiving that, that, that cutoff. And it's never easy, but it's also not hard. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a decision that you got to make. Is this relationship worth what I have going on in my business, mm-hmm. in my personal life, in my mental health? Is it worth it? And if it's a if it's a no, if it's any shroud if it's any shroud of doubt that it's like anything other than yes, then you need to let it go. Mm-hmm. And some of the hardest cutoffs are the ones that you really feel like are gonna be a lifetime. Yeah. And sometimes even the simplest of, you know, I'm I'm fucking up right now. I need help. Sometimes it's that simple to make a change mm-hmm. in those relationships. And even if it's friendships, if it's love, it's anything of the same, you have to be able to differentiate if it's worth it or not. Yeah. In the moment that it's not, you gotta choose you. You gotta yep. choose you. So it wasn't until I found gratefulness and contentness and was able to say I'm okay yeah. with it working or if it not if working.
0: Yeah. That's a powerful place to be.
1: That's a it's a scary place to be. Yeah. Because then every relationship is looked at that way. Right. It's like, Dang, anybody can get it anybody, anybody can get going. <laughs> like but it's just like ah I don't want to I don't want to cut off like I don't want to cut off my energy from everybody because right. of the situation that happened with one. Yeah. And you know love is always going to be something that exists. Like I feel like love turns into hate when people don't want to acknowledge the love that they have for somebody and they're just upset with them. Yeah. And it's just like you can your disappointment becomes your disappointment taints love. When you're disappointed by something,
0: you kind of love it.
1: You love, like but you, you're let
0: down. That's why it's disappointment. Right?
1: It was like, dang, I hate this. Like, mm-hmm. I hate, like, I hate that I feel this way about it. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. I hate
1: that I feel that way about it. And it's just like, you give of yourself to somebody, and they don't receive it in the way that you feel like it was to be received. Mm-hmm. So now it's a battle of perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, oh like I meant to do this but it ended up going out this way. Or right. it, it it shouldn't have been that way but it was that way and now it's a battle of right versus wrong. You know, and it's not really about right and wrong at that point. It's just perspective. Right. And you know, it's always when you're out of the box can you see what was in the box? Mm-hmm. When you're in the box, it all you just looks right. look like you just like <laughs> you just like, oh, what's going on? It's just <laughs> it's just all over the place. World War Five. But yeah, you know, when you're able to stand outside of the frame and you're like, dang, it really ain't that difficult. All you gotta do is this, this, and this. You're just like, oh shit, well, that was easy. Wish it was that easy when you were in the box. Right. But again, I think that every relationship prepares you for the next one. Yeah. Be yeah. it for a relationship with your parents, be it for right. a relationship with a girl or a dude or, you know, or a whatever, friend. a friend, mm-hmm. you know, whatever your, whatever your preferences are, whatever that situation is for you, whether it's making that decision, if you want to change your lifestyle or you want to change the way that you're perceived or you want to change your, like I got friends that are in transition mm-hmm. right now. And, and I love that for them.
2: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: that's a beautiful place to be in. It's a beautiful energy to be in. Yeah. And to be able to acknowledge that self and run and run in that truth, like yeah. it's amazing. So it's just like, we don't oftentimes get to see people in their purest of energies, but when you have that and hold on to those, mm-hmm. that's what you hold on to.
0: It's a lot of people out here afraid of trying to get close to themselves because mm. they they don't want to face that dark part. But the people that have understand like it's not even that bad to be honest. Like no. once you have, you already it's you. Like right. what you gonna be mad at yourself forever for making mistakes? Right. Like it is what it is. Like why do you feel ashamed? Just just realize that nobody's perfect like right. you know what I'm saying like right I don't know it, it came so easy to me sure it it came so easy to me like and I think that when you talk about
1: how easily it is to accept your light like you, yeah. you'll see it you'll you'll think about it you'll dream about it you'll it's
0: easy now but right. it was a struggle right you know what I'm saying
1: and that's the full circle like it all yeah. starts with step one yeah like the journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step like it literally starts with one, and if you can't take one because you're so worried about, dang, it's ten thousand. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if I want to go. You've already signed yourself off.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So instead of starting your business, it don't matter if it's a if it's the what's the uh, the Lucy from from the Peanuts gang. You know how she used <laughs> to have a little can, her little psychologist thing, five cents. Mm-hmm. She started a business.
0: So did, and
1: people was paying, and all she had to do was get active. <laughs> that's it shit the, the time was whatever she said it's time and she went out there with a can and started her business
0: so how i mean obviously you, you do feel like it's very important but how important do you think it? i'm gonna ask anyway how important do you think mental health is for a person that is becoming an entrepreneur 10 out of
1: 10 right if i could rate it higher i would mm-hmm. i've been to therapy three times I don't regret it at all. It was the most beautiful thing. Like I've cried in ways that I've never cried before.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I've I've known myself better than I've ever known myself before. Like my connection with God, my connection with the Earth, my connection with all those energies. It all came from having clear mental health. Yeah. You got to take care of up here before you give it out to the world. Yeah. And my mom, and I keep talking about my mom because she, she really got game. Like, I love my mama. I love my mama. Your
0: mama is so yeah, sweet. Mama, Why, she real. really gave me the best gift ever when I first met her. A <laughs> box of tampons. Yo. <laughs> and hella candy. Dang. She kept trying to give me candy. I was like, girl, I don't eat candy. She That's was like, mama. girl, take it.
1: My mama. But that she gave mother. me
0: some tampons and some pads, and, like, she looked out, though. Yeah. That was real sweet of her. Yep. And she didn't even know me. That was, like, she made me, like, an hour mm-hmm. when we pulled up that day. Yep. But um, she's that's
1: really sweet. That's <laughs> who she is. I get that from her. Like, I really do. Like, I give of myself because I've watched her give of herself.
2: hmm
1: And, you know, of course, parents, you disagree with your parents. Like, yeah. You know. But I really can say that she is one of the kindest humans I know. Mm-hmm. and. I really do try to be kind. Even when it's hard, I think about my mama. And I remember when I was a kid, she used to walk me to school. Like we used to literally live like a block from the school. And she used to tell me, good, better, best. Never let it rest until your good gets better and your better gets best. Dang. She used to literally tell me that every day. And I can't fail because of that. Dang. I can't fail. Like I literally say it in my head. Every day what was it? say it slower good better best, never let it rest until your good gets better and your better gets best wow like it's literally the most simple formula it is it's and li- it's
0: really like catchy
1: yeah it's i I really want you to like keep that one that's yeah amazing. I literally give that to every person that I've ever worked with i I've given that one because that one changed my life
2: mm-hmm.
1: like that one made me who I am. I I've learned a lot of different things over my years. Like, I've learned stuff from my fraternity. I've learned stuff from being a Langston ambassador. Like, I've learned Mm -hmm. so much from being in grad school. But the one thing that has allowed me to continue walking on this earth, even in my hardest times, was that.
0: Wow. That's a powerful mantra. Mantra, whatever they call it. Y'all know what I mean. Yeah. But, um... (laughs) So I I remember you saying not too long ago, like, you don't have any plans for the next five years or something. I don't want to word you wrong, but I'm going to still ask because you seem to only be going up, you know, like you're getting more and more successful. So in the next five years, where do you see yourself?
1: I don't have a plan. I don't have a where I see myself because it could always change. Yeah, And I think that the big thing that I attribute my success to is being malleable. Like, I am incredibly able to to bend in where I need to bend in. Mm-hmm. And it's always my choice to bend. And I think that we were talking about that in the car. Like, you know, like, I want to know what you have before you ask me how much it's worth.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I want to know what you come with so I can make the decision. Mm-hmm. And if you say that this is your budget and we're going to talk about it and if I like your project, you know, I'm I'm in. Mm-hmm. You know, if I don't like your project, then you'll have to find somebody else. And I think that that's just business. Also, it's not about discount. Yeah. It's not about discount because you don't go into Gucci asking for discounts. <laughs> no one goes to any of these high-end, you know, white-owned retailers and asks them for a discount. Right. No one's getting an Armani discount.
0: Unless they've been shopping there for a long time and got the coupons. Cool. You're not shop <laughs> with airvision for a long
1: time and get the coupons okay pay the full price joints shout out Teflor you feel they me?
0: said if you can't get the uh the money you just got to come back for, with some more money
1: yep you got yeah if you can't afford it then if come you can't back. afford
0: the price you got to come back with some more money and that's respectfully
1: disrespectfully also and I don't mean that in a bad way but yeah. you also have to respect the business yeah. the business
0: is not to be bent so how do you deal with difficult clients? I don't. <laughs> I don't. Because like what if you've already been working with them and then they become difficult? I don't. Like you just cut off business like right away? I don't right have away? difficult clients. Okay. I don't have
1: difficult clients because I'm able to differentiate them from the door. Mm-hmm. I can tell who's going to be difficult before they even become a client. All of my clients have great energy.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: All of my clients are all, we see things the same. We have conversations. I don't even talk about money until I have a conversation with you because sometimes your money's not good here. Mm. And it has nothing to do with your money being spendable currency. Yes, I understand that. But all money is not good money. Mm. So there's going to be some people that you're going to work with that are not going to be good for your business. There's going to be good for your pocket. And you have to make a differentiation. Mm -hmm. Is this someone that I'm going to take their money and be associated with everything they have going on? Or am I going to choose my business, my brand? Not take that money or not put myself in that situation and continue to move on with my life. Right. Choose the option that's going to save your business. That little funky 500 is not going to change <laughs> what your trajectory is. But that, that, you taking that money is going to change things. Yeah. Especially when you know. You know that it's not what you're supposed to be doing and you just do it. You know.
0: Yeah. For sure, you get the vibe. Mm-hmm. and That's why that is true to talk to people a little bit more, you know, because people be weird. like People do be weird. And, it, and like is... we was talking about showing up late and all that, like, and they just having that cheap energy. Like, mm-hmm. if you got cheap energy, I know you're just going to be a disappointment the whole way around. like, yep. And that's just like, no, keep yep. your money, my nigga.
1: Yeah. And you get to impart a piece of yourself onto that. Yeah. And I don't think that there's enough emphasis on what that means. When someone comes into your space, energy is neither created or destroyed. It's only transferred. Mm-hmm. So if I'm sitting with you and we transfer energies, anybody in the room's gonna receive those energies. Mm-hmm. It just is what it is, for better or for worse. And when someone comes in and they and you can call it cheap, you can call it insufficient funds. You could just call it you can call it whatever you choose to call it. But the hardest part about it. Is that you don't know until it happens. Mm -hmm. And now you've recognized that this person is no longer a person that you want to associate with. But they're already in the room. Yeah. So you got to now feel the endeavor. Mm -hmm. Like this is the thing that we have to do now in order to, you know, get to the next part of business. Now we won't work with this person after this. Right. But what's going to happen here is yet to be determined. What's about to go down today is still <laughs> it's still up in the air, but we got to deal with it.
0: So have you had any situation where like you was on at the job, like work, ready to work and like the person that you was just with was just it was not clicking like. Mm,
1: <laughs> I've definitely had a couple. I mean, you know, recording artists are always, you know, interesting people and I've got mm. a lot of good ones. And, you know, you get some that are not as. You know, you know, you just realize that it's not someone that you would want to work with. Yeah. And it is cool. You know, you just kind of close that door, but you still have to feel whatever that day was. And yeah. It definitely has some some interesting days. But, you know, the people are in their energies and I love it for them.
0: Yeah. I'm glad you protecting your energy.
1: I'm, at all costs. Yeah. That's all I got. That's it's like I'm I promised. wanted to
0: talk about mainly your career, but it's like you led me to talking about self and just growth and all that. And I love that because that's, you gave me what I was asking for. You right. came and did the assignment.
1: Right, <laughs> it I gave what it was supposed it to have gave. It gave what it was supposed <laughs> to have gave, okay? <laughs> but you know, it, it, I, I talk about energy and growth and being positive and strong family units and, yeah. and generational whatever. I do all that because that is my business. Yeah. It's like all of that is bear vision, mm-hmm. and the most important part of bear vision is making it something that I can pass down to future generations. My children and my children's children will never work a day in their life. Hmm. Okay. They will never, and and that's that's a promise. That's a promise. Like I, my my kids' kids will not work.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: My kids won't work. They will watch me work, and they will see. And they could even get this work on my thing. Like they can. They don't even have to go to school. Mm-hmm. they got to learn the basics and then you come work for bear vision become an executive producer we're already up yeah the money's there come 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 work with us bring your friends i just wanted i wanted to have such a communal impact that none of my people's will have to work yeah and, and it's already written i'm just i'm just living out the life Like i'm literally putting it into the atmosphere now so whoever's watching this is going to make it happen yeah and I'm I look you.
0: forward to, and we gonna roll this back when it happens. Oh, I'm telling you, this is still gonna be in. T- yeah, and we gonna take that clip, put it next to. T- yeah,
1: we're literally gonna <laughs> literally. Say, I, and matter of fact, I want to sit in this, and I want that guy. I want him here. He's gonna be here too. <laughs> I swear he is. Yep, he gave us the thumbs up. This He's here, Max. <laughs> My dog. I'm telling you. Well, all be there.
0: right. Um, is there anything else you want to say before we shut it down? Um. This was a really good conversation.
1: Yeah, I'm glad that I was able to be here. God be the glory. Shout out my peoples. Shout out 626, Pasadena stand up. Um, I love everybody that's supported me so far. Thank you for having me here. Um, Love, peace, and grease.
0: (laughs) Chicken grease. All good. (laughs) All right. Well, we out of
2: here, y'all.